Hello podcast listeners, welcome to NG Meets, thanks for joining us. Uh, If you were listening last week, hopefully you enjoyed our return episode with Sam Harris from Extinction Rebellion. It was a great chat with Sam and obviously very timely, given what was going on in London over the last couple of weeks. On which note, we're going to be chatting to another member of the Extinction Rebellion team in a couple of weeks, uh, Olympic gold medal winner Etienne Scott. And we're going to be having a chat about what happened in London the impact, the reactions, obviously there was a lot of support but also a lot of hostility, uh, a lot of anger especially around the incident on the tube train from all sides and we're going to be talking about that, his thoughts on that, the group's thoughts on that and the plans moving forward because obviously this issue isn't going away and it needs to be dealt with. If you're new to the chef, this is the first time you've tuned in, you can check that episode and all our past episodes out at ngdigital.podbean.com Uh, As well as that episode, we've got episodes with the likes of uh, Henry Normal, who was a co-writer on the excellent The Royal Family. Notts County Football Club all-time record scorer Les Brad's been on the show. Um, Author CJ Tudor, whose books I massively recommend. Um, Many, many more, so check them out. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode as well. This week's guest, as you probably already know, is Johnny Owen. Johnny, of course, is an actor, writer, director, producer and also a director at Nottingham Forest Football Club. So I headed down to the city ground to grab a brief chat with Johnny uh, to talk about how he went from a uh, young actor, sports presenter in Wales to ending up as a director at one of the world's most famous football clubs. It was a great chat. It's quite a short episode this week. Johnny's extremely busy. Obviously, the season was in full flow. Uh, I think they had a game coming up the next night when I met up with Johnny a couple of weeks back. Uh, But it was great that he could give us the time and it was great listening to him talk about what's going on behind the scenes, the enthusiasm behind the scenes at the club. Sounds like they're in great hands uh, after a pretty rough patch under the previous regime. Don't we all know what that's like? And uh, also to hear him talk about the kind of work that the club do in the community and the importance of that for a football club. Things like the work they do uh, with food banks uh, and things like that. And framework, of course, that all comes up. Great to chat. If you're a Forest fan... Listening to this, I think you'll be feeling extremely positive that stuff not only on the pitch is looking good, but off the pitch is looking great as well. So thanks again to Johnny for joining us. Thanks for you all for listening in. This is NG Meets episode 17 with Johnny Owen. Johnny Owen. Uh, Johnny, thanks for joining us. Welcome. And you're a uh, actor, director, producer, and of course now director at Nottingham Forest, which is where we are today. Yeah. Um, so I want to just start off, um, so if we start off with the stuff at Nottingham Forest, because obviously it's an exciting time at the club, and you've been a director since sort of last year, is that right? Yeah, last year I sort of uh, came on board officially. Um, and uh, yeah, sort of my uh, responsibilities are the media side of things and communication and stuff like that. Um, so you've got a lot of the time. I'm a non-exec, so I can still make films and, and, and do that side of it oh. as well. But uh, obviously I, I try to get in as much as I can when I'm in Nottingham. Yeah, excellent. And did that, that come about then off the back of the I Believe in Miracles 
Yeah, it did so, really. I was um, the club got new ownership um, back uh, at the end of uh, season four last, and uh, the new owner uh, had seen the film and he uh, asked to meet me and I met him and we got on really well. And then uh, he just asked me to some advice on stuff to do a little bit of work with him really. A little bit of media stuff and um, I did that no problem I was very happy to do it because you know, obviously I was delighted the club had got a new owner because um, I felt there was a club with huge potential yeah and um, and from there then after a few months he sort of said well look do you know do you want to come on board in some capacity and you know sort of keep 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 doing what you're doing and I was like yeah I'm happy to do that you know it worked really well uh, and here I am sort of uh, what is it a year and a half later yeah excellent it's interesting how things happen isn't it yeah. because obviously you sort of Born and grew up in Wales. Right, I'm yeah. sure people have noticed. And I'm, who did you support then growing up? I, I, I'm from a place called Merthyr Tidville. Yeah. So I always grew up supporting Merthyr and my local team, but they were in non-league. My local league team was Cardiff City, yeah. just down the road. So I just grew up watching them too, really. Um, uh, and, you know, that's what I kind of did all through my teens and into my 20s. Um, and I worked in, in Welsh television for a long time. I kind of I was working in sport there at, at HTV, as it was called then, right, in Wales, okay. they call it now. So I worked on Soccer Sunday because they used to have the rights to all the football games. So obviously I was going to all the matches. I was covering Cardiff, Swansea and Wrexham. Um, and obviously trying to go to Mercy Merthyr when I could as well. My, my hometown, my friends were still going to matches. Um, but yeah, so I've seen a lot of football and obviously covered the, the Welsh national team as well. Yeah. So I was always kind of working in football in that world and sort of making shows and uh, presenting as well, sort of reading the results out. Um, and so it was, you know, it's always been sort of part of my life, really, working in, in, in football and media. Yeah, because I know you did a, a video for Cardiff's FA Cup I did, yeah. Final. That's right, yeah. Well, that was really interesting because that sort of set me on the way. It's amazing in life how many things you can do with have a knock-on effect. And that was uh, one of them that did that. I did that. In 2008, the FA Cup final, and uh, when I first moved to Nottingham with my partner, they were just setting up or they'd won the license for Notts TV. Yes. And um, one of the the guys there, a guy called Craig Chettel, really nice fellow who ran runs Confetti College. He he knew about my experience and he'd seen that, and he kind of asked me what I what I would be interested in setting up a football show. So I did that. It was called the Boot Room, and that was quite successful. But he also wanted to do like some kind of documentary to to launch the channel, and one of his ideas was. To do something around the the great European Cup winning team of seventy nine and nineteen eighty, I remember that team very well from my childhood, and uh, I thought to myself, oh, I'd be keen to do that, and uh, that was the start of it really. But he'd seen the thing I'd done in the um, the FA Cup final, yeah, and he liked it, and he was like, can you do something that's similar to that, using music and the way you cut the football, and that was the birth of it really. So it was amazing how doing that sort of thing, uh, yeah. film, yeah, so. and it's it's interesting because obviously. Um, you you director you've done a lot of directing that now, but you also sort of started off the other side of I the did. camera, as it were. You know, you've been in, I yeah. think you're in a, a Welsh show, and you've been in, you know, a Shameless. Yeah, I did. Shows I, like that. I, I kind of, I kind of, um, I left university and um, I kind of, I got that job at ITV Wales, sort of researching, but I was doing a lot of acting as well. Strangely <laughs> enough, I know, because the thing with acting is, is that unless you are the, you know, you're extremely successful like Hollywood A list. Uh, then you, you don't work all year round, yeah. really. You, know, you kind of work for a certain period, period of the year. And uh, and for me, I was I used to just, I got a bit bored doing that, you know, waiting in between jobs. So I always wanted to do other things, and that's why I ended up sort of working, doing the two things in parallel, really, I suppose. Um, so I was, like, saying I was presenting Soccer Sunday, <laughs> and then I was acting in, say, like, Murphy's Law. Was <laughs> bit. So it was kind of a, it was a, it was a weird thing, really. But I, I'm glad that... It kind of changed, I think, about certainly 10, 15, 20 years ago where 
you could only be one thing. That kind of changed, and you could you could kind of cross over and present and act, yeah, and maybe write. And I took I took full advantage of that really. I think it's good as well because it gives you a a sort of understanding when you're behind the camera directing. You've got you're sort of understanding what it's like for the people the other side. Yeah, performance and, and that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of I do have an appreciation of of being both sides of the camera, and I really enjoy it now being director and sort of like you know, um, you know that side of things. When I was acting, though, I, I loved that as well, and so you know it was it's kind of at that time I was very happy doing a bit of both. My plan was always to end up being sort of a producer or a director, yeah. or, you know, not my plan, but that's what I always thought I'd like to do. But you need to work up to that and get some experience. And when I was working at um, ITV Wales, I did start as a researcher, a runner, as they call them, so the bottom of the ladder. And then I kind of worked my way up and I became like a reporter, an assistant producer, then a producer. And then I ended up kind of looking after the, uh, the, the sport on ITV Wales, which was great, really, because it does give you an appreciation of of every level and then when somebody does come in and start as a researcher you're able to uh, sort of you know yeah to work with them and understand what it is they're doing because you've been there yourself you know excellent it's quite i mean like you said you sort of always had that passion that you wanted to be sort of like a producer director i imagine um director of a football club wasn't ever in there no i wasn't <laughs> to be honest it was just one of those things i mean it's interesting that if obviously because i've got a, a good team of people here that work for me at uh, nottingham forest what they call the media team um, and because I worked sort of 10 years previous in ITV Wales and ended up kind of running that department as well, I think that that put me in good stead to managing yeah. people. And, and it, it is a different uh, discipline media to other things. You know, you are, you know, it's, it's a different kind of person that goes into that work. So I have an understanding and, you know, the creative side of things and trying to make it as enjoyable as possible yeah. as well. That's really important, you know, because I think uh, that's that's a big part of why people go into, into that line of yeah. work. You know, there's no two ways about it. So... That's what I was able to bring to it, really. I was able to say to the people who were here, you know, let's 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 try and make this as enjoyable as possible, as well as you know, as, as so that creatively, if you're coming into work and you're looking forward to coming in every day, then there's a good chance that what you produce will be really good. So that's what we, I've tried to do here, and I've been very lucky at Nottingham Forest to have the people that that have been here. You know, that the people that one or two people that I brought in are excellent. So you know, I'm I'm along with that continually. Excellent, and I think it's a different world, isn't it? The you know now to football, you know, back sort of 15, 20 years ago because of, me, you know, media media side of it just keeps going, obviously social media and things like you say. So it is important more than ever now to have people from that world and that, that understanding because, well, I mean, we've seen social media can be a you know, massive boost for a club, but it can also be disastrous if it's managed badly. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think, I think with social media, it's obviously it's a new discipline really in the sense of, what it is, and I I remember the pre, Twitter and Facebook days and, and working in in sport and TV and but now it it really drives everything really yeah. all your marketing all your ticketing, a lot of it's pushed out through social media all the information, um you know your entertainment all that kind of stuff gets pushed out uh, through your social media and and you know you have to embrace it you know and and try and be modern and try and you know not patronize fans and I mean what I try to do here with with Forest is I try to. Uh, Pictures in a very specific place, really. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to be too laddish and bant, but I don't want to be too conservative with the small C. You're trying to land somewhere in the middle, really, so people yeah. can enjoy it, but also that it's got, you know, that it can be quite respectful. It needs to be, and also that it's really important that it's a place that people can come, 
and feel comfortable on you know that's that's important to us as well at forest you know that we sort of like have you know guidelines that you, you can't be racist homophobic or sexist on our twitter you know you'll, yeah you'll be blocked you know there's, there's some kind of rules there as well so you know but it's trying to it's trying to make it again as, as positive an experience as you possibly can to come on on forest social media and I, you know i think the people that are you and what we try to do, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty good at doing that. I mean, it's, it's all results dependent. That's the of thing. Of course, yes. If you if you win, you know you can you can put on what you like and fans enjoy. If you lose, you have to respect the fact that, you know you can't show, you know, a player juggling a ball. You know, the yeah. next few hours you've got to, you've got to be respectful of how the fans feel really, and, and and you learn to do that and sort of sort of ride with them like a wave really. And it is so difficult because. You don't. You no longer do. You sort of have time to sit and think about a response to something. You know, things happen now, and you've got to be there, and you've got to be getting something out yeah. straight away because other someone else will, and then miss information or miss. Yeah, I mean, right, the, the, to get yeah. your information right and to, and to get it succinct and to, you know to get to the point is really really important. You know, and and you have to respect the fans. You know, you, you don't you don't you treat them you know with respect. You try to talk to them you know in the correct way. So you try, you try to have a really good relationship with them. That's what I, I, I really wanted um, Nottingham Forest to do with via our media, via our social media, via our communication, is to always put the fans first, really, and to try and sort of say to them, look, you know, we understand and respect you, and you're the centre of everything that we do, really, you know? And that's, you know, that's, that's the most important things. Um, the fans are, in many ways, the football club, you know? It's yeah. just a fact, you know? And, 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 and football clubs, I think, are more and more, you know, waking up to that fact you know to use the, an expression by the great jock steen the old celtic manager a football without fans is nothing and he was, yeah. he was absolutely right with that it is and i think and that's the thing isn't it fun you know managers players even owners will, will yeah. come and go but if, um, you know the majority of fans once they've got a football club yeah usually most of the time probably not even chosen but you know it's the football yeah. club that the parents supported or the grandparents but that Will be their football club until Absolutely. the day That's, they die, and so it's exactly right. I mean, we're, we're transient. A lot of the owners, managers, players tend to be, you know, we come and go, and you know, your guardians really. That's where I, yeah. I think of it. And um, you know, you you kind of you do your best for the club, and if you can walk away going, well, I did the best I possibly could there, you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, then then I think you can walk away with your head held high, and that's what you know. I always say to people that work here, that work with me, I said, you know, if you do your best for not Forest the fans will. Will know that, yeah, and they'll back you then hundred percent, you know, and that's all, and that's all you can do is your best, you yeah, because at the end of the day, then you know they're not going to like every decision you make, no, and and you know in football, you're never going to please when you've got you know forty thousand fans or whatever it is, every thirty thousand fans, yeah, and you're, week, never you're never going to please, you're not going to be right all the time, no. you know, it's it's impossible to be right, it's not, you know, you wouldn't be human, but if you've got the best intentions and you know you're trying to do it for the right reasons. Then I think you'll be okay. You know that's that's kind of what, like I was saying. What, what my sort of philosophy is on it all really is doing it the right intentions, the right reasons, putting the fans first, and you have got a chance there. Excellent, I agree. Yeah, and definitely, and it's. I mean, it must be like they like say you've got similar um, areas sort of from your media work, mm. as you said earlier on. It's it's unlike anything else because it is results driven, yeah, and it is. is you know, to a degree, a football fan obviously is a customer, but mm. it. It's more than that because it's a passion which makes it a whole different level and that's, you know, you've got to approach this as, you know, 
it's, these days football's a business. Yeah. We, you know, everybody but knows in, it. In a strange way, it's unlike any other business in that the brand loyalty is phenomenal. Yeah, because yeah. If, if, if you're, a, I don't know, like say you make jeans and your jeans are not very good for a while, then you know, people won't buy them. Whereas like saying football fans will stick through a club often through thick and thin. You know, you've only got to look at Nottingham Forest support. They haven't been in the top flight for, what, 20 years. They took 8,000 to Arsenal this week. They've taken 3,000 on Friday to Stoke. They, they sold out their last home game and that's phenomenal. That's phenomenal if you think of it. I mean, there's not any other industry no. to think of where people will stick with something like that. So that was what make football, that makes football unique to me, you know, in that sense. And uh, it's so it's it's unlike it's an emotional thing, you know. Like seeing a, a person as a football club for the for life. Um, and I always remember that there's, there's a great story about uh, another Scottish manager called Bill Shankly who uh, who was celebrating after winning a title and somebody threw a scarf at him and a steward to sort of get it away from him, sort of kicked it the one way and out of the way of him and he went, don't kick that, son, that's somebody's life. A great line about somebody's scarf, yeah. somebody's life right there. And it's true, you know, it's, it's people's lives, you know, and so, you know, football club is, is very unique in that way. And it is, and for a lot of people it is, you know, you, you go to work during the week and football is, is almost your escape. And it sounds that's because sometimes it can... You know, it could be the difference, be the difference between whether your weekend's great or ruined. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, you know, it is. It's it's most people, you know, and that's why it's such a great sport. You know, it's the it's the working class sport it is, yeah. because it's always been, you know, the release on the Saturday. Release, yeah. I, I, I go through it now. You know, it's, if you if you if you win, it's, it's euphoric. It is, you know, because you know that everything on the Monday will after that will be great. Your ticket sales will be better. People have a spring in their step, you know, smiles on their faces in work. If you lose, you know, it's the opposite. Everybody's a bit sad <laughs> yeah. and down, you know. So, is, like I said, it's so dependent on results that, uh, yeah, I mean, and, you know, we, uh, Forest as a football club, sort of try to do the best they possibly can in the in the, in the community, you know, and they're, they're brilliant, you know, about everything they do. So, there's stuff they've done with framework and the homeless and, yeah. you know, the, the knife crime coming now and, you know, sort of uh, the, the sort of, Food banks, you know, it's, it's 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 amazing how much the football club tries to do stuff in the community, you know, and, and that's really important. And you try to do your best you can off the off the pitch, but if you lose a match <laughs> on yeah. a Monday, nobody really wants to know no. about how much you've done this week with you know, and that's under that's football, you know. So that you know, you you kind of got these two things sort of going at the same time almost. You know, you've almost got to go well. You know, I know this. It's a bit rough on the pitch at the moment, but we've got to keep concentrating on this because yeah. this is important. Do you know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of the do well sort of thing that goes on with the football club. And I think I think that one of the really good things about the owner since I work with him is he's very very keen on that. How off the pitch we have to sort of be involved in the city in as many many ways as we possibly can. And I I, I kind of really admire that stance. I think that's something as well that I've noticed that seems to be increasing in football in general. A sort of social. It used to be, a, you know, you, you know, I'm sure you all, you know, remember back in the day, it used to be the, you know, the players, everyone knew the players, they went out, you know, and then they, they felt there was a sort of period where it felt, football felt really detached from the communities. Mm. And obviously the money in football is still massive and, mm. you know, the, there's debates over the ticket price and that, but it does feel a lot more that clubs are getting back. We're seeing a lot of Premier League clubs, like you said. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the community, trust, the community trust we've got and you know, a lot of the Premier League clubs are doing that because, you know, I think they realise the, how important their role is in the community. Uh, we did did a lot of stuff uh, the last few months with mental health rather than say we have It's Tricky to Talk, uh, yeah. a great campaign. 
Um, and you know, you just look at some of the big clubs like Everton's, and I know the both uh, Liverpool clubs are, are amazing. What they do with food banks, Spurs do a lot. I mean, they all do. I mean, there's no club that's better than another because they're all doing what they can in in their community. And and I think football is is waking up and realizing that it has a really important role to play in all those things. I mean, the money that's in the game is is huge. That's to do with entertainment because uh, the Premier League is 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 a, is a massive brand yeah. throughout the world. That's just a fact. So the money that's coming into the game is 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 there because the demand is there. You know that's basic, I suppose, capitalism, if you want to call it that. So, but what we do with that money then is lots of it goes to the players, as we know, and lots of moves about the game. But I think, and I think that Forest are good on this. There's the responsibility of the club to try and do stuff to affect the community yeah. as well, if we can, to to be a force for good as much as possible. And uh, and and that's that's a philosophy that, that permeates right through the club, really. And that comes from the owner. He's the one that sort of says it. It's important that we do this, and I mean, he, he was the one driving behind uh, Nottingham Schools football run out of money uh, last year. Forest funds that now, which I think is a brilliant thing because mm. it means that school football survives in Nottingham, an area rich for producing players. It needs that funding, that prop, really, so that people can carry on playing football and kids, you know. And that gets tied in to, to health, you know, and yeah. sort of, and also that health gets tied into mental health. You know, when you learn about diet, and you, it's all all these things sort of tie in together. So it's a kind of a, a big sort of the, the big picture is that you know, football is so important, yeah, and it can have a really positive role to play. I think as well, and you know, it's not it's not just that you out there and the, the money that gets put into these initiatives, but it's also like you said, the brand, because arguably you can the word you can get out there is Nottingham Forest Football Club and the size of you, is is way beyond what for example framework which is a you know a fantastic you know charity organization Absolutely. but you know there's there are some there are Nottinghamshire, mainly Nottinghamshire, east midlands yeah. rely largely on donations yeah. and volunteers and things like that so not just by the work you do and the support you give them financially but just by the awareness you can raise just by getting the word out you know you getting them you know mentioning framework at, Things on your social media on the website is is spreading that word beyond what they could possibly imagine. Yeah, and you, you learn from them as well, which is amazing because framework are brilliant. And, and there's there's the very sharp end which we which we address at Nottingham Forest and the fans have been absolutely amazing at this. We have the food bank collections which help feed the homeless, which is the most important yeah. physical in the now thing that you have to do. But then framework for argument's sake are really good at sort of um, rehabilitation, training, getting people back on the system, yeah. getting people in accommodation, and ultimately getting people back in work. You know, which is the long term thing. So there's a kind of strategy there that you know, so that you're not just you know just feeding the feeding. Yeah, people, which is yeah. what you've got to do because you've got to keep people alive. But then there's a program in place for these people where they will take something and will try to get them back on their feet. I think, which is a, a fantastic thing to be. Able yeah, to do. They're, they're brilliant at that, and also. Um, if you go if you go on their site and things like that, there's a lot of, you know, they they tell they tell those stories, yes. which is you know, great for not only the people you know general people to see that people can turn their lives around because you know a lot of the media don't give that impression, no. so easy to say, but also for people that you know maybe finding themselves heading in that direction or even in that situation yeah. can see that there's help out there and that you can. Well, we've got we've got a very very good relationship with our supporters trust, you know, so that the relationship with the fans is very important. You know, we meet with the supporters club, uh, Forza Garibaldi, you know, and like I said, the supporters trust and the supporters trust are were instrumental in bringing food bank. 
to our attention, which is great. And then, of course, you've got the Nottingham Post. Yeah. They run a campaign. So, um, you know, obviously you've got a relationship with your media as well. So all these things are very much interconnected. You know, they're the city sort of infrastructure. And if people are talking to each other and they get on and have all got a similar sort of uh, idea that, we, you know, you help the city, then that's only going to be beneficial, really. And sort of, so that's where sort of our communication side of things come, where we sit down with people as much as possible and talk, talk to them and find out what's going on and what can we do to help and... And uh, that's been a big part of it. The um, the CEO and uh, Janice Ventros and the young Mr. Manakis have, have been huge in that, sort of saying to me that it's really important. And I think that comes from their ownership of Olympiacos. Yeah. Very similar, seen as a real community club, you know. I know they've got a sort of slightly different structure in, in Greece where they've also got like a basketball team and things like that, like the tr- sort of European sports yeah. kind of thing. Um, but they were, you know, they sort of, they've, they, they brought that with them. Uh, and I had a sort of similar view as well, you know, that... Uh, you know, a football club needs to sit at the heart of the community, you know, and uh, not just win football matches, but sort of win, win, win the hearts and minds in the city as well. Whether you support Nottingham Forest or not, you know, I think it, it could be a pride for people in Nottingham to go, well, you know what, our football club has food bank collections, you know, and that's that's great, you know, and I think, you know, people sort of enjoy that. We had a, we had a great one where we did rehabilitation of... Um, of, of ex-offenders, you know, and the fans was a hundred percent backing of that, you know, which I really like. We have Veterans Days, yeah. so we have a day where the veterans can go. There's there's multiple things that are happening with the football club. We sell uh, female sanitary products are free at our football ground. You know? oh, so there's loads of things that we do where we try to sort of put ourselves so that people can be proud of the club, not just in the football sense, which is which is the most important, as we've said, but in other ways as well. Yeah, it's great as much as you know a lot of this. You know, you kind of think, well, you shouldn't have to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I know, no, that, but that's, that's a completely different that's the, discussion. That's the thing is, is yeah. that's the argument that um, you can have, but you don't want to get into. No. You just think, well, look, I've just got to, we just got to help because this is well, what's it's, happening. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what you know. You can easily say this shouldn't happen, yeah. but it is. it is. And by going, just going, it shouldn't happen doesn't help the people that it's happening to. That's exactly it. Um, so, um, you talked about that you're obviously, obviously, you've got a lot, you're extremely busy here. Yeah. Um, like you say, you know, we're right in the sort of, you know, still sort of early in the season, but it's really getting underway. You know, it won't yeah, be I mean, long till the Christmas. I know, yeah. We we'll start, so started all right. You know, if we, I think if we win tomorrow, we'll go top, which is, you know, a great start. But uh, I think the key is, is that um, stay around, stay around the top six, you know, going into Christmas and New Year, and then see we are sort of the next window, you know, and uh, yeah. try and try and. Uh, Try and stay in there. That's the key with the championship. It's such a tough league. It's no, I know some such a cliche to say, but it's a cliche because it's true. There's no easy games. You know, you go Barnsley last week was a tough, tough match. You know, they managed to win one 0 Stoke won't be easy Friday because they they haven't won this season, so they they they'll be desperate to win a football match. Blackburn away the next Tuesday. You know, Brentford the following Saturday. <laughs> good footballing team. So there's no let up in the championship. No. There's no easy games. There's no let up. Uh, my my idea is that. You know, just take each game as it comes. Just take one game at a time. See where you are after that game, and then, and then, you know, because otherwise, if you start going, or oh, these next five games, we should get you know, yeah. twelve points. I think that's that's the trap a lot of that's, championship clubs can fall fans into. Do yeah. it as well, fans especially. Do it, absolutely. And that's why you end up with fans, you know, losing patience. Yeah. You know, not giving, not giving time. And exactly. Yeah. It's one advantage to this time of the season as well is because the throat, you know, there's a lot of. Uh, Saturday, Tuesday, or what you know, I know they moved, but Saturday, you know, so it's like if you do have a bad game, you don't have to wait long to put it right. Yeah, and you'll you hear that a yeah. lot from players and managers. Yes. There's nothing you've got worse. the opportunity to sort of to try and 
readdress what's happened really. Do you know what I mean? So I think that's uh, that's one of the advantages of the championship. The relentlessness of the games means you can you know you can address anything hopefully quite yeah. quickly within three days really or four days at the most. So yeah, uh, that's a good point. So um, outside of the the work you're doing at Forest, then you said you can still work on your yeah your other projects, and obviously you did the. Uh, you did the the whales. I did, uh, yeah. To, you know, just, which was just doing another brilliant. football film now. Um, I don't want to book three football managers. Uh, two of them just mentioned Steen, Shankly, and Busby. I think oh, that's why I was able to quote them because I've <laughs> you know, been, been studying them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got that hopefully coming out early next year. Um, and then uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I might do a drama then. I, I did a drama ask, before, yeah. so I might go back to doing that. I'm have a little bit of. Um, I'm gonna just have a bit of time out in the, from that side of it till. In the new year, because I'll just be at Forest, you know, just concentrating, coming up into Christmas, and then I'll have, have a bit of a think, really, and see where I end up there. I've kind of done my three football films, the football tr- trilogy, and then yeah. I'll see what happens after that. I mean, I say that, but, you know, if I get offered a really good football thing well, in the new year, I might, I might end up doing that. It's strange what can happen. I mean, we, I spoke to um, Jared Wilson from Left Lie, yeah, and, Jared, and we yeah. talked about the... Um, the film he did about the AC Milan, the AC oh, Milan, yeah. Kipling, Kipling, yeah. Kipling, Herbert Kipling, yeah. Kipling, yeah. Kipling. Yeah. but um, but, but that was uh, that was something he thought of not on it, start off as an article, yeah, and, it did. and then grow. So it's it's amazing how a story can he did well make, there with that, yeah. and um, yeah, it did uh, did great. I mean, it's an amazing story that because uh, there's all these, there's all these, you know, not them such a fascinating city for football history because obviously you've got the links with. Notts County and Juventus, yeah. and Arsenal's kit was first lent by Forest because it was Chilwell Barracks, I think, and the Arsenal Barracks, they were Barracks. So there's loads of interesting stuff like that, but you know, I think that AC Milan story is an amazing story. And it was weird that, like you say, I mean, I'm, I'm a Notts fan, so yeah. I'm obviously no. That's right. The... <laughs> My missus is not from as well. I know. <laughs> I forget. Um, <laughs> uh, so I know when you were talking about, you know, the, the rough times, yeah, believe yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I still follow my non-league club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. You got. I mean, but, um, I didn't. No one, you know, like I said, we, everyone knows the the Arsenal cat. Everyone knows the Juventus cat. Yeah. I think, but that was such a unknown story, yeah. and yet it's such an amazing story. Yeah. You know, this guy that was a, I think, was he a butcher on on Mansfield Road? Road? Yeah, yeah. And uh, well, he's and and to sort of almost be the father of one of the most famous clubs in the world, really. Yeah. Is an astonishing thing. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, and obviously there's stuff around County with the oldest league club in the world. Um, you know, the, <laughs> you know there's an argument. There's our forest now. Yeah. Between forest and Stoke. You know, there's the stuff with the shin pads. You know, yeah. the nets, the whistles, the lights, the numbers on the back. There's so many, so many, so much a city of firsts. Nottingham when it comes to football that I think it's a first city of or first and only I think city of football yeah that's right yeah. Weird. did they carry that on they seem to stop and then I think they just said yeah you I think from what I understand they stopped and then went oh, you keep it sort did of they? thing yeah I imagine it was one of those things where the funding disappeared yeah, you know different yeah. um, people taking charge yeah. and obviously everything else that's going on obviously all sorts of of culture funding's disappearing, isn't yeah. it? Because of you know, we, we can't, you know, UNESCO and things like that. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, and I mean, I find still find it staggering actually that it's, I don't think there's a, probably a city of that size that can support a not just a football but a sporting. Yeah. You know, I mean, you've got a, a, a top class, um, you know, test all in cricket ground. Mm. What a stone throw away. Nottingham Panthers, one of the biggest. 
And it's not, you know, it's not a massive city. No. It's not, you know, it's not Manchester, Liverpool. No. It's more so. Yeah. No, it's, it does. And I think the, the thing that I really like about it, and I'm, I'm so pleased that Forrest is staying by the side of the Trent, because it's, it's been here for a century, same as Cricket Ground, everything around it's sort of grown around it. Yeah. Sort of the pubs and, and, and yeah. it just feels like a sporting area, doesn't it? It is, you know? isn't it? It's such a, I mean, you know. It's not stuck on a, such a industrial estate with the Frankie and Benny's or no. whatever, is it? It's, it feels like all these pubs and little nooks and crannies grew up around. Yeah, it's, it's that thing area. again, isn't it? That that proper roots of football, like yeah. you said, when football was in, you know, it was the thing in the end of the street sort yeah, of thing. absolutely. And, and it still is. And it's, still... it's quite rare, really, because historically football grounds tended to be in very working class areas, yeah. you know. Whereas Forest ended up in West Bridgeford. I mean, <laughs> they probably couldn't have known that West Bridgeford's Boulevard would turn centre yeah. turn out like that a hundred years ago. But this area of um, of Nottingham is a really nice area in the sense of like you can come here and it's, it's. I mean, I think once this part of the trend and the stand gets redeveloped, it'll be really, really, really smart. I mean, it's beautiful anyway. But I think you know your ten minute walk from the train station. You know, you've got West Bridgeford, just abroad, all these great pubs, and there's no, you couldn't pick a better place. I to think, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, and, I mean, I'm a, a cyclist, so, and I, I love coming along because I'm from sort of Chilwell End. Yeah. I love coming along, and I mean, it's what, 10 minutes down here along the river, and you're at Home Pierpont as well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Another brilliant, you know, you, I don't know if still, it used to be the National Water Sports. Yeah, it did. Place, yeah. So it's, like you said, it's not, it's not that far. It's, I know, it's, it's incredible. I'm, I'm not in as well, I'm totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I tried to say so, in once from Tolton. That's a bit of a trek that was. Or, is that? Oh, yeah. I, well, I turned up in town like mud splattered, oh. a bit sweaty. I was like, I couldn't do any work <laughs> after that. We did. Uh, well, I'm at, at Chilwell, but I'm only work, I work on Castle Marina, so I can oh, just I know, come yeah. along the. You know, I drop down on the canal at Attenborough and yeah. straight along. It's Beautiful. not too bad. That's alright. But yeah, it's a little bit. Once I'm get come back the other way, once you like I say, once you start to get to Chilwell Tolton, yeah, way, start to go up. There's the name, and it gets a bit muckier as well. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so look, you've got like I say, you've got lots going on. It'd be, um, I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out for the next uh, um, documentary you're working Thank on. You very much three, indeed. You know, you've done, you know, we'll one of the biggest chat. names we'll in chat. football. When it comes up, maybe after that, we're better around it, is it? So we'll sort some yeah, out. Yeah, brilliant. definitely. And I'll keep an eye on county scores. Well, I have to because my missus. Well, yeah, me. and I, I mean, I saw you there a couple. Of, so I was. It's good to see those. Going to go on Saturday, actually. It's good to see that. Obviously. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into the previous owner, yeah. I, you know, oh. but it's nice to see. Um, hopefully, links being absolutely restored. And again, and um, you talked about the community thing, and obviously, uh, not in not football in the community. It's excellent as well. As, uh, yeah, my missus, she does a lot. With yes, that, so it's great. Uh, I know a few of the people that are involved in that. From, well, good luck with it anyway. Yeah. But thank you very much for your time. I'll uh, get back to all your work. Cheers, man. Cheers, man. Hand. We're just shaking hands. <laughs> <laughs>there you go thank you very much to johnny owen for giving up time to chat to us as i said before he was very busy he had to uh, run straight off from that to another meeting it was nice for him to give us time to have a chat about you know how he got started his love of sport his work in sport 
and you know how the different steps that led to him becoming a director at Nottingham Forest. It's also interesting to hear what's going on behind the scenes there. The club sound like they're in the, the best place they've been in a long time, not just on the pitch where they're doing really well, of course, but off it and as well. And also the work they're doing in the community, you know, working with food banks, mental health organisations, uh, the work they do with framework in particular is very, very uh, impressive and it's great to see that uh, framework a brilliant organization i suggest you check the work they do out and it's great to see the club supporting them and uh it just looks like an exciting time for forest if you're a forest fan listening to this i'm sure you are probably feeling more positive about the club than in a long time and who knows where it might lead um, but it sounds like you've got the right people both on and off the pitch at the minute moving on we've got um some great shows coming up uh, next week, we've got a fellow podcast uh, producer on the show, Jethro from Knott's Rockcast, which is a uh, rock and metal podcast. He uh, talks to various people from the Nottingham sort of rock scene, you know, performers, producers, promoters, sound techs, that kind of thing. It's great to get Jethro on. Their sh- his show's just passed sort of a year. He's got his first live, uh, well, recorded as live show coming up at the Sal. That's going to be very interesting. He talks about that. And it's great to talk to him about his show, about podcasting in general, the medium, the way it's grown, uh, what it means in general, and also the Nottingham music scene and creative scene as a whole. It was a fantastic chat with Jeff. It was great for him to get on the other side of the mic. So I'm looking forward. That one will be out next week. Uh, so make sure you're, you know, following us on the usual places, uh, facebook.com forward slash ngdigital. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at ngdigitaluk. All the podcasts, of course, are available at ng. ngdigital.podbean.com, including previous episodes. And you can, you know, follow us there, subscribe to us there for all future ones. So you know when they come out, you can do the same on the likes of iTunes, Podcast Addict, whichever app, you know, you use to listen to your podcasts. Also, give us a review, like, let us know what you think. Let us know you'd like to hear on the show. You know, if they've got links to Nottingham, then we're interested in speaking to them um, and telling their story. That's what it's all about. So thank you very much for joining us for this episode. Hopefully you'll be back again for future ones. And uh, until next week, once again, thank you and goodbye.